Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. Moment it would be back in college. Um, I always loved design, and that was just something I always gravitated toward. I loved being creative, but I didn't always have the confidence that, you know, someday I'm going to be a wedding dress designer. I loved that idea, but I never had full confidence to say like, well, that's what I'm going to do. So I was very heavy into my academics growing up and I was like, okay, I'm going to do something more formulaic. I'm going to study hard and become a doctor. You know, my dad's a general surgeon. So I was like, that's probably what I'll end up doing. And so when I got to college, I was pre-med basically. And so I was taking all of these science courses, organic chemistry and crazy stuff. But my gymnastics coach at the time, he was like, you know, at Cornell, you can do anything in the whole wide world. You should really just go after life, you know? And I was like, well, if I could do anything, I'd want to be a wedding dress designer. And he's like, well, we have a fiber science program. And I was like, what is fiber science? (laughs) And so basically this uh, curriculum was the idea of studying textiles and the science behind them. And a lot of students that go through the program end up designing astronaut suits or fireman apparel. Like it's kind of all about the science of design. And for me, I was like, oh, this is a perfect world because I'm kind of hybridizing science with fashion and I can I can kind of experiment and see if, if this works for me and I think it was my junior no sophomore year where I just had like this epiphany one night when I was studying for an organic chemistry test and then I was also doing this big project for design and I just all I wanted to work on was the project for design and I just was like you know what am I doing with these carbon equations when really I just want to do design And so that was my big moment to just kind of step out of this idea in my brain that I thought I needed to do something formulaic and just go for it. And ever since that moment, just going full force into design and really being open-minded with the experience of it, um, I learned as I went along, you know, I, I learned a lot of crafts that I had no idea how to do. And one thing that I love to tell people is that it's okay to not have full conviction in something and just to be uncertain of yourself, but to go for it anyway. Um, And always let the passion or the excitement or let the enthusiasm be what leads you there. So I think that would probably be my, my main turning point for me because then I just went straight design, went right out of college and, and landed in, in bridal design. So that was a big moment, I think for my life in particular. And I read that at the age of 25, you, you started your own business and it was um, bridal accessories. It was more like renting bridal accessories and, and, you know, people would come to you. How at 25 did you think, let me open up my own business, 
Like, how did you have the guts to do that and, and say, this is what we're going to do and then walk away from it and start your, another business, just your own design? Yes. So the company I was working on was with a friend of mine and it's called Something Borrowed. And she actually still owns it to this day. Uh, my business partner, who's a, a dear friend of mine, and it's called Happily Ever Borrowed now. She changed the name. But I think what was really important for me is learning through experience. And there was a time in my after school career, like the first five years I was in New York City, where I was still very much experimenting. Even though I always wanted to be a wedding dress designer, I was like, well, you know, I really need to learn styling and I need to be open to the idea of magazine publishing or, you know, just wardrobe design even. And so like I was dabbling in a bunch of different things and I think almost everyone contemplates the idea of going back to school at some point, like especially people that love academics. And so like I was thinking, okay, should I go back and get a, a bachelor of business or should I go get an MBA or, you know, should I learn the business side? Because at Cornell, I learned the science and the math behind fashion and all that, but I didn't really learn entrepreneurial things. And so instead of that, we said, okay, let's try to start this business. Let's work from scratch. Let's build a business model. Let's pitch to people. Let's raise capital. And so we really went through all the stages of building a business and for me, what I realized is that my strength I felt was in design and it was in like the creative side of things. I wasn't great with numbers. I wasn't great with projections and economics. And I had a really, really hard time asking people for money. <laughs> so like the idea of raising capital was just like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so going through that, I just realized, okay, I have strengths here and this is where I really feel like I can flourish. And so that set me on a trajectory of wanting to work with a house of brands or a company that could give more support to the distribution and manufacturing side of a design business and then allow me to just kind of be the designer, creative director, that kind of stuff. Um, and so that, that kind of is what that pivot did for me is like, I learned what I didn't like doing, which is still just as important as finding out what you do love doing. So, you know, that was kind of part of it. Um, we, we watch you of course on, um, say yes to the dress, which we oh, love. Thanks for watching. <laughs> and the uh, America show where you had the brides come from all over. And what really I was in awe of was the fact that you were wearing high heels <laughs> the entire time while dressing your brides right before they went down the staircase. And I was like, how is Haley Page doing that? And everybody looked beautiful and they had to be perfect. That was a huge undertaking. How was it like to work on a huge project like that with Randy and just see every bride, it looked like from our end, it looked like every bride looked perfect and beautiful. That was oh. insane. Was so much work. Yeah. I'm so glad that you, thank you for watching the show. And I'm so glad that you picked up on that because that day of filming, I think in my history of doing television or any type of media was the hottest of course. day of the year. <laughs> and it was so grueling because we started at like six o'clock in the morning. We didn't wrap until I think it was like nine o'clock at night. And, you know, having 52 couples there, where it's all for them, it's their special day, you know? And it's like 
the last thing you want to do is take away from that moment or feel like there's a competition or something where you can't fully celebrate your love because somebody else is too. And, you know, there were so many mechanics, but I will say like there was so much camaraderie and genuine love that day that I feel like all of these little variables and nuances that were uncomfortable weren't something we were leaning into because we were just so excited. And it was such a unique production because it was in New York city and we were filming, you know, outside hottest day of the year. And there was a lot going on behind the scenes that they didn't capture, you know, cause they can only fit it into one hour, but like my feet, were killing me. So thank you for noticing. I was still rocking the shoes. And then, oh my gosh, I was sweating <laughs> through my dress. Like I thought I was going to like slip out of it because I was like dripping in sweat because it was so hot. And I think it just speaks to the production value is that they're so great at knowing where those genuine moments are and capturing those. Um, and it was just like one of those days where you just felt so much heart from it. And like, you were so happy to be there that all these other things just didn't matter at all. And I think they did such a wonderful job. It was such a unique way to bring so many people together. Mm -hmm. um, really nice. Yeah. And it was like, it's, if you watch the Say Yes show as well, it, it was just such a different way to do it. And so, um, you know, working with Randy is incredible. He is just as nice as he seems. Um, and like, it's wonderful that he's so welcoming to everyone and just, he really wants people to feel special. And so that's something I can get on board with. <laughs> but what Perry loved about you most, the generosity that you have towards people and the big heart and the kindness that you show to people. And that's what really stood out besides your beautiful gowns and, and the way that, just the way that you are with people who you meet. Um, it, it was just very genuine and it's just very beautiful. So that comes across on camera, mm -hmm. your true self, I think, because you're as beautiful inside as you are, you know, on the outside. And that really touched Perry because she always tries to make people feel like that also. And it was just very, it's just very sweet. Thank you so much. I'm so, it's so wonderful to hear that. And, you know, especially nowadays, I feel like it really is hard to let people know that it's coming from a genuine place and you know social media sometimes can eliminate that and make it so surface level and so it's wonderful to hear that and i have a perry gown on my blush collection perry um so remind me after this i'll send you the sketch of that dress oh wow uh, if you need it <laughs> how do you come up with the names that's what yeah. perry wanted to know how do you come yeah. up with great names Honestly, like a lot of it comes from meeting girls and brides and just having good connections and feeling a, a sense of inspiration. Um, and then sometimes, you know, like going through the design process at the very end, I don't like to name them till like they're complete, you know, and they're like, okay, she gets her name now, you know, like it's official. Um, but sometimes I'll even just think of the experience I went through in the design of it. And like, for example, the Stevie dress, I listened to a lot of Stevie Nicks while I was designing that dress and throughout the whole process. And so I was like, well, her name's going to have to be Stevie because I listened to so much Fleetwood Mac while we were doing this. Kind of broke, you know? And then I even name them after men sometimes. Um, I have a great friend. He works for the NFL. He's a commentator and his name is Jake Glazer. 
and I named a dress after him, a glazer gown. So it's like, you know, it's inspiration comes in so many ways. And Perry, I'm sure like you can relate to this too. It's like when, when you have a really good connection with somebody and you want to kind of personify it a little bit, that's kind of what happens with naming the dresses. It's like, I want to feel that connection. So by naming you, it's like, it makes it official. So <laughs> by the way, Perry's middle name is Rhiannon after Rhiannon. No! Yes. Oh my God! That's a little that weird. Is, <laughs> that is really serendipitous because, and kismet because that is like one of my favorite names. And oh. I don't have a Rhiannon dress yet. Like to make one. Oh, I love that. Oh wow. That is weird. Yes, so impressed. I love that. Great name. (laughs) You were a gymnast, which you spoke about briefly, and you trained up to six hours a day. That besides besides the hard work that it was, I think that probably put you in a different mindset than most people your age trying to start a business because that I think gives you the grit. If you can do that six hours a day, you can do anything. Do you feel that? Like, I got this? Yeah, I feel, it's so funny. Um, my fiance and I just launched a podcast and what we want to do with it is bring on people um, that can just provide some context to like their professional life as well as like their relationships. And we had um, this guest, our first guest this week, and he talked about the correlation between sports Um, and competition and then into the creative and professional fields and how, you know, the idea of knowing yourself really well and knowing, um, having that, that connection between your brain and your body and just being self-aware can sometimes be an incredible asset in the work life. Um, And I thought it was like really interesting because when I think about sports and like how often you fail, you know, and how often like you fall off that beam and how much like you just don't nail it, you know, Um, and that builds a little bit of a resilience and the idea of failure doesn't define you. And like learning that is such an important thing, whether it's through sports or it's through something that you're experiencing in your life. Perry, what you, what you deal with on a daily basis, you know, all these things that really are characterizing and forging your character. Like it's, it's creating this resilience and this idea of, okay, I'm learning through experience and this is the most valuable way to learn. Um, and so, yeah, I love thinking about those things, the, those little things in gymnastics that made a huge difference later on. And I would be a much different person, I think, if I hadn't gone through that. Right. So, yeah, it's a great question. Yeah. (laughs) I know Perry, um, Perry does marathons, as as we had told you about, uh, for a charity called High Lifeline, which is a charity that helps out children like Perry who have severe medical illnesses or cancer. And Perry, at a young age, I think it was the age of 10, decided she wanted to give back to the charity. And that's when she started raising money. So Team Perry raised over $600,000 over the past 10 years for this charity, but all because of Perry. But um, I think Perry, because, because of what she goes through on a daily basis in the life that she leads, she doesn't really let it get her down. She just uses it to motivate her. So, yeah. And I find that she has a lot in common with 
with somebody who is highly motivated and goal oriented. Um, and a lot of people who we meet, like you, I would say you're very much goal oriented. She makes a connection with them because I think you're very special in the way that you think. There are not many people that think like that. So you really got to stick together. But, um, you know, I see it. I see it just in a lot you have because of what you go through. It, it makes you obviously to be a certain way in business and school and life. And, you know, that motivation can get you anywhere. So, yeah. What would you I, that, is, that is incredible to hear, too, because, you know, having that context and that grit behind people is like really where the specialness is. You know, it's like, it's, it's really incredible to see what, what you can do to bring people together and how similar we really all are mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, and Perry, that's really inspiring. I need to hear a lot more about this, but we'll come back to it because you need to let me know how I can help and what I can get involved in. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, you, you just are, you're such a beautiful person inside and out. And I know, you know, we already mentioned that, but for you to reach out to Perry has been extremely special and it really, Pleasure. so excited to meet you. I know you make a lot of people happy and you, you, you're in the profession where people are happy in the profession because you're, you're doing something for people on the most special day of their life. And it's just, it's just really nice that you're able to make connections all the time with people. And, you know, I admire that. I know Perry admires that also. Thank you so Very much. Great. Um, oh, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Making me like tear up a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's not, you're not just designing a dress, you're designing the dress. And your dresses, I wish, when I got married, I had the princess dye dress, you know, with the, you know, because I got married and went to the yeah, Right. And now I, I tell, I just told Perry today, I said, you know, I wish I had just worn something simple. Like, I oh, was. Oh, no. I love the sleeves. <laughs> And, and I was saving my dress for years. And then Perry and I have an older daughter, Katie said to me, we're never wearing this dress. Ah. I said, you know, why am I dragging it from house to house? And, you know, dragging this enormous box. So I ended up donating it, hoping some bride would want to wear my big fluffy dress. But your dresses, the style that you make them in, and now I see that you're doing cocktail dresses also, is fun and exciting. And the fact that you could have a tailor made to what you want um, and you, like, you might have something in your mind. You tell me if I'm wrong and then somebody will say, no, I want this and this. And you, you don't take it like, oh, they don't like my design. You say, great, we'll accommodate it to your needs and how you want it. So, you know, you constantly have to do that. Your, your ego can't be that, you know, big because you constantly say, okay, yes, we'll do it this way. Yeah. Oh, I think, thank you for saying that. And it, that's so important because I remember watching this movie I want to say it was with Kate Hudson and it was Bride Wars. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. And there's a moment where the, the consultant says like, you don't, you don't um, have the dress fit you, like you have to fit into the dress. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like that couldn't be so more like against my script. It's like the idea of, it's the connection. So like, I love designing beautiful dresses, but is it a beautiful dress if somebody doesn't love it and wear it and have that beautiful moment in it? So like, I love getting the feedback and saying like, okay, how can we make this even more perfect for you? And even to Perry, like with so many 
different types of women and like the expectations are different and the fits are different, we can do incredible things in, in alterations. So I've had, I had one of my brides who has Crohn's disease. And so she has a colostomy bag and, you know, she wanted the big full ball gown. And so we sewed a colostomy pocket into the dress on the side and she just put her colostomy bag in there and you couldn't even see it. And it's like, it didn't disrupt the dress, but it was accommodating to her. We did a, we did a dress for a girl. She has cerebral palsy and she's in a wheelchair. And so we took the train off the dress and put it onto her wheelchair. So as she came down the aisle, she still had like her grand train, you know, so we can do like all that kind of stuff. And, you know, one of the things I think that's interesting is that there, the disability market hasn't really fully been addressed. You know, like we're, we're getting better as an industry, especially with size inclusivity, because, you know, girls are any size now, but the disability market is an area that really there hasn't been like a strong performance yet. And so I think that there's so much opportunity, even though we can still tailor and everything, I think it could be interesting to do something that's specifically geared toward that. Right. Um, but yeah, and I love doing it because it's like, there's so many ways to make a white dress. You know, it can be pink, it can be, you can have the train detached, it can be this, and it just makes it endless and, and exciting. So. so it's always different. Every day is a new day for you. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's all with love. So I'm like, I can't complain. <laughs> what, what do you see um, in your future? Like, what changes do you see? You have the podcast, which you started with your fiance, and I know you're getting married, which is always very exciting. Can't wait yeah. to see that. I know you'll probably uh, talk about your dresses. I know it's not one dress, probably. Probably a couple. Yeah, we got to have a lot, you know? <laughs> um, what else do you see in your future? Any any new businesses? Any new ventures, new ventures you're going to try out or you yeah, just I hope so I've been lately I think with social justice and a lot of unrest like with the time we're in right now and the pandemic everything seems so uncertain so some of the things that I've personally been thinking about is philanthropy and ways to further give back and connect to different groups um so I've, I've always wanted to do this, um, like prom night in New York, like a, a big charity event. And we would encourage everyone to wear a wedding dress, you know, or a tux or however they want to dress, but like a really fabulous night, um, to give back. And like, I don't know what Avenue I would ever use, but in my mind, like, this is something I want to do someday. And so, I, I, I find that I'm gravitating more toward um, communities than business ideas right now. Not that they can't correlate. Um, and then also like writing. I've been doing like a little bit of writing and illustration work. So maybe like an adult coloring book someday or something that's uh, like speaks to the experience and helps inspire young creatives or anyone that wants to start a business. Like here are some of the things I did that helped. Here's where I really didn't help, you know, like stuff like that. Um, I could, I could see myself doing some stuff like that. So we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> so exciting. The world is your oyster, right? Oh. Thank you. Haley, yeah. thank you so much. Oh, thank my you. pleasure. 
Thank you so much for being a part of Team Perry and being on this wonderful episode of Team Perry's Corner. Uh, we adore you and we, we know that we'll be in touch with you and um, we hope to see you again soon. And stay I safe. hope so too.